despite all the YouTube, basketball, even this show, I started as a writer and I am still a prolific writer. As a matter of fact, I send out emails damn near every day. I call this the daily game email. I want you to get this every day to your inbox completely for free. So simply go to workonmygame.com. That's workonmygame.com and get my emails directly to your inbox every day free of charge. Again, that's workonmygame.com. Wherever you're listening to the show, please subscribe to the show so that you are getting notified about every new episode that comes out. And leave a rating of the show so that other people can know about it. We can move up the algorithm so other people can work on their game the same way you're working on your game. Now let's get to it. I send out a daily motivation text every single morning that is guaranteed to have you focused, sharp, and on point to start your day. And I promise you, you want to receive this message. All you have to do to join my text community is to text me at my number, 305-384-6894. Once you join, we'll tell you all your options for how often you can get texted by us and all of that. Just text me at the number 305-384-6894 to get that daily motivation. No app, no amount of artificial intelligence, software, or programs should ever replace the human attention that is required when it comes to your marketing. Stayallday.com. exceptional. Work on your game. I like the approach. Work on your fucking game. Everybody has, relates to what Dre's saying in a different way. Work on your game. I like the way he thinks. Work on your fucking game. I like the frameworks that he's put together. Work on your game. And I would highly recommend it to anybody that's trying to work on their game. Work on your fucking game. I think it's a good approach. It's a different approach too. Hey you, work on your game. Gave me something really good. Work on your game, DreOldJay.com. And his philosophy makes a lot of sense. Not only work on your game, perfect your craft. Work on your game. He knows how to communicate in such a fabulous way. I can't say it enough. Work on your game. Are you tired of feeling like a human science experiment with that cabinet full of supplements of junk you're taking every day and don't even know what it is? You can't even pronounce half the stuff you're putting in your body. I know you know what I'm talking about. So say hello to AG1. This is a supplement that I take besides protein and water. The only other thing I take, your one-stop shop for all things health and vitality. It's like having a team of superheroes in a single bottle ready to rescue you from nutrient deficiencies and boost your overall well-being. That sounds good, right? Let me tell you what AG1 is. It's the ultimate multitasker, delivering a powerful blend of 75 vitamins, minerals, and other incredible ingredients all at once. It's like a nutrient-packed smoothie, but without the blender, without the mess, and without that questionable flavor combination that you had yesterday. With AG1, you'll get the nutrients you need without the taste bud turmoil. And any of you who's been taking a lot of stuff, you know what I'm talking about. But hold on, there's more. When you jump on the AG1 train today, you're gonna get an epic offer. Here's the offer. Get a free one-year supply of vitamin D, that's the sunshine vitamin, that keeps your immune system and bones in top shape. And that's not all. You're gonna enjoy five free AG1 travel packs with your first shipment ensuring that you stay on top of your health game even while you're on the go and all you got to do is take a scoop of this stuff or one travel pack eight ounces of water and your shaker bottle which ag1 will give to you so this is the simplest easiest way to get nutrients for your body every single day you don't need a blender you don't need ice you don't have to try random combinations none of that garbage say goodbye to all of that so if a comprehensive solution is what you need from your supplement routine then try ag1 and get a free one year supply of vitamin d and five free AG1 travel packs with your first order. Go to drinkag1.com slash work on your game. 
That's drinkag1.com slash work on your game. Check it out and join the AG1 party for a healthier, happier you. Your taste buds and your body will thank you. You are now tuned into the show where you learn the discipline to show up day after day to do the work, the confidence to put yourself out there boldly and authentically and the mental toughness to continue showing up, doing the work, putting yourself out there, even when the success you've expected to achieve has yet to be achieved. And on top of all this, you get a huge dose of personal initiative. What is that? That is the go-getter energy that moves any one of us, including yourself, to go and make things happen instead of waiting for things to happen. And then we put all this together into a series of frameworks, approaches, insights, strategies, and techniques all underneath the umbrella of one unified philosophy that is called Work On Your Game. My name is Dre Baldwin, also known as Dre All Day, and welcome to the show. And today's topic, we are on part six of our what will be a seven-part series on Everything you believe about marketing is wrong. I've already given you the intro on this. You already heard the first five parts, so I don't have to give you too much intro. But before we get into the material and remind everybody, I send out a text every single day called the daily motivation. I send one out every week called the weekly motivation, the Monday motivation every week. You can get these texts by texting me and joining my text community. My number is 305-384-6894. That number is down below in the description. Also, work on your game university. Now, if you already listened to this show, which you are, this is the best way to learn from me for free. The best way to learn from me on the paid level when you're ready to take your pay, your revenue, your income to the next level. Next thing you do is go to work on your game university. We keep things extremely simple over here at work on your game. We have a four part framework based around mindset, strategy, systems, and accountability. And that is the next level you go to. You listen to this show right here, and then you go into the university. You listen to the show, you go to the university. You listen to the show, you go to the university. That's the way that it works. All right. As simple as that. Work on your game university.com. That link is down below in the description. That out the way, let's get right into this, which is, again, we're picking up on our series here. This is part six of a seven part series. Everything you believe about marketing is wrong. Point number 16. So I'm telling you the thing that you believe that's not true. And I'm going to tell you why it's not true and what actually is true. Number 16, you should follow every marketing trend that you see or hear about. You should not do this. Now, this one is a softball. I'll admit it's an easy one, at least for me and maybe for some of you that maybe you didn't already believe that you should follow every marketing trend. But I had to put this in there because there are people out there who I know and know of who follow anything that they see, any bright, shiny information slash object that they see when it comes to marketing, they go follow it because they believe that maybe they should just try that. Let me try this. Let me try this. They, again, they have the attention span of a squirrel when it comes to just staying focused on what they have been focused on when it comes to their marketing. You should not follow every marketing trend. As a matter of fact, none of us No human listening to me right now has enough eyeballs, hands, brains, or feet to follow every marketing trend. It's impossible for you to follow every marketing trend because there are too many of them for you to even process their existence, let alone to execute on them, or even to understand that they are there. There are just too many of them. They're happening too often, so you can't do them all. Even if you had a team, you got a bunch of people working for or with you, and you had the resources to implement 100 different things at the same time. Let's say you had enough resources to do that. You should not do that just because you can. Just because you can do something does not mean you should do something. And this does not mean that you can't try a bunch of different things at the same time. Uh, You could try 10 different marketing tactics at the same time. Let's find which one works and then we'll put all our resources into that one or two or three or five. And understand anything that you do try, you should try it because you have a specific reason and you have a specific measurable goal that you are after in trying it. You need a baseline for measuring the outcome of the things that you try so you know whether this is actually working or it's not. It shouldn't just be on fingertip feel or just you know how you feel about it. It's uh, how do we know that this is working? How do we know that this one is better than this one? How do we know that idea number six is better than idea number 12? 
You need a measurable way of knowing this so that you're making logical, rational decisions when it comes to your marketing, not just going off of your feel or emotions or just know what side of the bed that you woke up on today. That's not the way that you want to do your marketing. So don't do something just because it's a hot thing and everybody else is doing it. That's one of the worst reasons to do anything in life is because you see everybody else doing it. And if you're looking to stimulate your marketing, any of you who's looking to stimulate your marketing and a lot of business people need to stimulate their marketing. I do suggest that you try multiple things at the same time, because as I just said, you can figure out which one works. But the things that you try, let's be clear, they need not be new. See, just because something's new doesn't mean it will necessarily be good for your business. Many of the things that many of us, all of us in all of our lives in business or not need to do or that we should try that could actually help us are not necessarily the new things that just came out six months ago is the old stuff that has been around for years. Maybe you know about it. Maybe you don't. Maybe you have partaken in the past. Maybe you haven't. But a lot of times, the, one of the best things that we can do to put ourselves in a better position is utilize something that already exists, has always been around, yet we have not given enough of our attention and focus to it and energy to it to get the best ROI we could out of it. And or we haven't applied the right strategy or process to doing it to get the right ROI out of it. It's kind of like if someone wants to get in shape. Let's say your your goal for this year or this birthday year, let's say birthday came around, and you say, I want to get in shape this year before my next birthday. I want to get in shape this year on the calendar or this quarter, whatever the situation is. It's not that you need to do the brand new workout thing that you just heard about three weeks ago. It might just mean you need to need to go down to the gym, sign up for a membership, and hire a personal trainer. Right, is any of those things new? No. Gym's been around forever. Memberships have been around forever, and personal trainers have been around forever. And that might be the best route that you could take to get to the outcome that you want to get to. It's not that you need to do any of the newer stuff that's coming out. And it's the same thing when it comes to your marketing and your business. The thing that could best help your marketing and business is you to look around at stuff that is already out that maybe you'll see somebody else use and say, well, why not just focus on just doing that? And that'll be the thing that helps you. So the thing that can help any of us achieve a breakthrough and get to the level that we want to get to in any aspect of life is not always, is often not the new bright, shiny object is often the old rusty object. And we'll call it rusty, but it's not necessarily rusty because it's, it's still sitting in the packaging. Right? It hadn't rusted out yet because it hadn't even touched oxygen. It's still sitting in the shrink wrap because nobody's used it. Now, you haven't actually applied it and used it in any way. So it's not rusty, but I'm just using that as metaphorically. Look at the stuff you haven't used, the stuff that you have not implemented, the stuff that you have not tried. The solution might be right there in front of your face. And the challenge with this, the, the solution is right in front of your face, is that implementing it might be more work than you thought you were signing up for. It might take a little bit more effort than you want to give. It might require more discipline than you want to apply. And that's the thing that really stops people. It's not that people don't have the information. A lot of people use a alleged lack of information as an excuse for not taking action. That's not the thing that slows damn near anybody down. You're listening to this show right now. You have access to more information than your grandparents had access to in their entire lives, you got more access in the next hour to more information they had access in their lives. So it's not information that is your problem. The problem is implementing the information that would actually help you. And often we know exactly what it is or we are wary of what it is because we know what kind of work comes with it and we want to avoid the work because human beings are naturally lazy. So again, it doesn't mean anything wrong with you personally. It just means you're human. Human beings are naturally lazy. And this is why most people are average and below. You want to be different from them. You got to do different from what other people do. 
So I suggest trying multiple things at once. But again, they don't have to be new things. They may be classic things that are basics, but the basics are the foundational pieces. Those are the fundamentals. And every professional who's great at what they do has mastered the fundamentals of what they're doing. That's just a universal truth. And again, sometimes it might be something you were doing a long time ago, but you stopped doing it. And maybe because you got bored or you got, again, lured away by a new bright, shiny object. But getting back to the basics might be exactly what you need for your success. And it can be the key to your future growth. You know what is the biggest thing that separates the high level performers from everyone else out there? It is not talent. It is not hard work. It is not resources. It is not knowledge. It is not skill. It is the fact that they have a process and a strategy for how to show up and give their best effort, even on the days when they don't feel like being at work. Has any of you ever had one of those days? Is any of you having one of those days right now? That day is called the third day. We put a label on it and we describe exactly what it is in my new book called The Third Day, The Decision That Separates the Pros from the Amateurs. In this book, I will not only describe to you what the third day is, but I will help you create a formula for yourself for you to show up and give your best effort, even on those days when you don't even feel like going to work. In that book, you're going to become a professional and no longer be an amateur. I'll give you a free copy of it, as a matter of fact. All you have to do is cover the shipping. Just go to thirddaybook.com. Again, thirddaybook.com. Wrong. We broke this up into seven parts. This is part six. Number 17. Marketing automation solves everything. No, this is wrong. Now, this is a big one that I want to make sure all of you catch. This is especially important for, I would say, solopreneurs, but it applies to entrepreneurs as well. You have a team. You have other people working with you or for you. This applies to everybody because a lot of people get distracted, let's just say, for lack of a better term, from their path by the bright, shiny object of marketing automation. What does marketing automation mean? In simple terms, it means using software and coding and software is coded. So software and coding like AI or applications or some type of program that you basically put some inputs in it and then it basically takes care of everything for you. So when I say marketing automation means Stuff that does your marketing for you so that you only had to do the work one time, then it basically does everything else on its own on autopilot. And you don't have to pay any attention to it and it's hands off and you don't have to actually do anything or even look at it. That's the general concept when I say marketing automation, what I'm referring to. So you can just pay less attention to your marketing overall. Now, that's the general idea of what marketing automation is selling on a high level, surface level. That's what marketing automation is selling. An app will tell you, we're going to take care of this and this so you don't have to worry about posting to X every day. You don't have to worry about making sure that your Facebook feed stays full with posts from your page. You don't have to remember to post on Instagram three times a day. We're going to take care of all of that for you. That's what marketing automation, the general concept of marketing automation, that's what it's saying. And again, automation doesn't have to be social media posting. It can be your emails. It can be your ads. It can be your follow-ups, all of those things. That's marketing automation. Okay. And again, the concept here that I'm debunking is that marketing automation solves everything. I'm not saying that marketing automation does not work. I actually use marketing automation. If you didn't know, I do use marketing automation and will continue to use it. And as it expands, I will use more of it. But marketing automation is not the solution to all of my marketing needs, nor do I abdicate my responsibility as a marketer just because I have marketing automation. That's the point that I want you to get. Let's talk about this a little bit more. While I, again, don't have a problem with the concept of automation, you should never, ever abdicate your responsibility for paying attention to your marketing. 
You should never abdicate your responsibility for paying attention to your marketing. Why should you never abdicate this responsibility? Because the marketing is the lifeblood of your business. If you are not marketing actively, that means your sales processes will eventually slow up and dry up, which means the money will dry up, which means you are not doing your job as an entrepreneur, which is bringing in money. This is one of the good things about entrepreneurship. And if you ever heard me talk about the juxtaposition between the sports world and the business world, is that the thing I like most about the sports world that I will never replicate in the business world is that the sports world is black and white. It has an objective judge known as the scoreboard. It's an objective arbiter. In a sports game, you look at the scoreboard, the scoreboard tells the story. Coaches in sports say you are your record. What that means is your team has played 10 games and you won two and lost eight. Then that's who we are. We are a two and eight team. We won 20% of our games and 80% of the time we lost. That's our record. No matter how good you think you are, no matter what you thought could have happened in these three games to make it different, you are the outcomes that you produce. In the sports world, it is black and white, straight up, just like that. That's why sports is the ultimate meritocracy. The business world is not like this. The business world does not have a black and white scoreboard. And also in the business world, there's not like one game what Coca-Cola plays against Pepsi is not like that. We're out in the marketplace doing our thing. We do have competitors. Often it's more than one. Sometimes competitors we don't even know about. But it's not a black and white, all right, this team won, this team is losing just because. It's not like that. It's a little bit more slippery. So this is why, as an entrepreneur, I like the concept of understanding what our number one mandate is as business owners, which is to bring in money. That is your number one mandate. That's the closest thing that I can get to a parallel between the business world and the sports world is that in business, your job is to bring in money. Again, you're not comparing your money to another company's money necessarily. But what you should be doing is trying to bring in more money now than you were bringing in before as a business. So you're competing against yourself. Same way the athletes can. But again, we don't have the games the same way in business that we have in the sports world. So as a marketer, and if you own a business, you are a marketer by default, because if you're not marketing, your business is not going to do much. Just because you have marketing automation does not mean you stop marketing. It just means that the marketing automation can handle some stuff so that maybe you don't have to do those things manually as much anymore. But you are still very much hands on both hands on when it comes to marketing. Everybody understand what I just said there. Do not overlook this point. You are always hands on as many hands as you have. You are always hands on when it comes to your marketing. Automation just makes it so that it's easier for you to do even more work in your marketing, but not that you do less ever. Everybody heard what I said there, right? Okay. You need to know what your marketing is doing, where it's doing it, why it's doing it. You need to know what results are being produced and you need to be actively involved in whatever changes need to be made. No app, no amount of artificial intelligence, software or program should ever replace the human attention that is required when it comes to your marketing. I don't care how, what AI comes out. You never, ever, ever stop paying attention to an aspect of your marketing because you believe AI is taking care of it. Do not do that. You need to be paying attention. I remember when I was in college, I did my senior year internship. I have a business degree from Penn State University, and we had to do an internship to get a business degree. It was a nine-credit internship, and I had, did an internship with this guy named Phil Sky, who is, he's passed away now. He passed away maybe six, five, six years ago. And Phil Sky was an entrepreneur, well-known entrepreneur in the city of Altoona, Pennsylvania. Was, I went to the Penn State Altoona campus. And my internship was basically working as his right-hand person. And he has some things that he was working on and he wanted me to kind of try to go and promote the products and things like that. And I got to spend a good amount of time with Phil Sky. And he was just giving me a few little business axioms that he had learned along the way. And one of the things that he said was, 
your staff doesn't do what you expect. They do what you inspect. That's one, one of the ones that I remember him saying. They don't do what you expect. They do what you inspect. And that's what I mean when it comes to your marketing automation, even though it's software and it generally does the same thing over and over again, unless a human interferes and messes it up. You still need to be looking at it. You still need to inspect what the software is doing because there may come a time when what the software is doing is no longer serving you. So you need to change the program that you're giving the software. So maybe it is doing the thing you told to do, but the thing you told to do is no longer relevant. So you need to change it. So don't think just because you have automation that you're done working. Right? You're never done working. Marketing is the faucet that makes it possible for you to produce dollars. So somebody needs to be in control of the marketing at your business. Somebody needs to have responsibility for the marketing. So if it's not going to be you, it needs to be someone other than you, but there must be someone. Okay. The last thing that you offload to software in your business is the money making stuff. All right. Now, if you want to offload editing video, you want to offload coming up with uh, responses to comments on social media, you want to offload the graphic design, good. Offload all of that. The last thing you offload in a business is the money. Marketing is the money. Everybody understand what I'm saying here? Okay. So do not offload to software or even another human without your overlooking supervision and hands-on attention. Is there anyone unclear on what I just talked about in point 17? It is vitally important to your business. Have you ever wondered why so many people have big goals and big dreams for themselves and they work hard every single day, yet they never reach their goals? You ever wondered about that? I have, and I found out the reason why this happens is because most people never ask themselves a key third question, which is, who do I need to be while I'm doing what I'm doing so that I can have what I want to have? You see, if you never fix your mindset and the way that you're thinking about a situation and the way you think about yourself and the way you see yourself in the mirror, then it doesn't matter what you do and it doesn't matter what you want. You will never get there because you simply have an inaccurate formula. I wrote the book called The Mirror of Motivation, which addresses this first question. Who do I need to be? And when you answer that question, then when you do what you need to do, it will produce the outcomes of you having what you want to have. If that sounds like it might be the missing link in your process, and let me let you know, it is the missing link in your process. Go to mirrorofmotivation.com. All you do is cover the shipping, and I'm going to give you a free copy of that book physically mailed to your doorstep. Again, mirrorofmotivation.com. So you can be who you need to be, then do what you need to do, and then you're going to have what you want to have in your life. Mirrorofmotivation.com. Number 18. Today, we are talking, we are on part six of seven, the 21 things you believe about business that are not true. Number 18, all marketing happens online. This is false. A lot of you believe this. Millennials, I see you. I'm looking at you. A lot of you believe this, that all marketing happens online. You just get a phone and you got a data plan or a Wi-Fi connection. You can just do all the marketing that needs to be done. In theory, this sounds good. And in theory, for some people, this is all the marketing they do is do stuff online. Technically, you could do all your marketing online. If you're doing this, however, I would say you are costing yourself money. And let me explain to you why. Many people believe that all marketing happens online because many people use the internet all damn day, all right, through your phones, your tablets, and your computers. And yes, a lot of marketing does take place online these days. But at the same time, a lot of marketing happens offline. And those of you who don't do any offline marketing, that's why I said you are missing out on money. You don't even know that there's money being made out there and you're not partaking. People still do marketing through the mail. And when I say the mail, I don't mean email. I mean physical mail, the letters that you open in your, in your physical mailbox. Notice that the mailman comes to your house every day. Notice that Amazon sends packages. You know, Amazon drivers, their packages drop off every day. 
All right. The UPS every day, FedEx every day, United States Postal Service every day. A lot of people are still sending things in the physical mail. Now, you may be thinking to yourself, Dre, mail, physical mail is for old people. Why the hell do I need to pay attention to that? I'll just stick to my email and DMs and social media. What are you talking about here? Can you get to the next point? Let me tell you why you need to hear what I'm saying here. Do any of you ever get what most of us call junk mail in your physical mailbox? And you got any junk mail? You probably got some junk mail within the last 24 hours. Last time you checked your mailbox, you probably had some junk mail in there. And you get any junk mail? Okay. Junk mail has been coming to your physical mailboxes for how long? Like since you were a kid and before we had email, people were sending that physical junk mail, right? It's been going on forever. Now think about this. Why do you think people still send that mail? Taking a sip of water while you think about that. Why do you think people still send junk mail? Junk mail has been going on for a hundred years. I don't know, as long as mail's been around. As long as I've been around, there's been junk mail. Why do you think people were sending it back in the 90s and they're still sending it now? Why? Now, understand, it costs money to send mail, right? And if you sent anything physically in the mail lately, did you send it for free? No, you got to pay. Even if I write you a letter and say, hey, this is Dre, just wanted to say hello, and I put that in the envelope, I got to put a stamp on it. The stamp costs money. The envelope costs money. The paper that I printed the message on costs money. All of those things cost money. And when you're sending a lot of it, think about the junk mail that you get. Think of how many houses that mail got sent to. No, understand how much money it costs to send that kind of stuff out? So sending junk mail costs a lot of money. It costs more money to send junk mail than it costs to send email. So here's the question. Here's the question. Why aren't people still doing it? Being that you see it as junk mail, why would people still be doing this over the last 30, 40 years? Why do people keep doing it? Does anybody know the answer? Here's the answer. The reason people still send junk mail is because it works. Now, what does work mean? It's a slippery term. The relative term works. I'm going to tell you what it means. It means that mail makes money. The reason people still send junk mail to this day is because junk mail converts and turns an investment into a profit. Yes, junk mail. It works. And when you just logically think about this, I told you one of the things that I do here at Work On Your Game, you will never be confused when you listen to an episode of this show. No one will be confused. You need not bring any prior knowledge of the subjects that I'm talking about, and you will completely understand what I'm saying. Okay. A true expert always does this. And I am a true expert at the subjects that I choose to talk about. Think about that mail costs money. All of you logically understand that it costs money to send mail, right? Everybody agrees with that, right? Okay. And that junk mail always comes, right? And that a lot of mail you receive, you see it as junk. You also understand that every other house in town got that same mail, right? Or at least in your neighborhood or in your building, every other house got that same mail. So when you start multiplying how much money it costs to send that much mail, you understand that no smart business person would keep spending that much money to send that much mail if they weren't getting a return on their investment. Does that make sense? Of course it makes sense. It has no choice but to make sense. Physical mail works, people. That's my point. Now think about this. How many of you have an email inbox with at least 500 unread emails in it right now? How many of you have an email inbox with at least 500 unread emails in it right now, and you're not even planning. You don't actually have a plan in place to get that inbox down to zero. In other words, a bunch of those emails may never get opened. That's the point of me asking this question. How many of you have at least 500 emails in your inbox that may never get opened? I'll bet a bunch of you. Now think about this. How many of you have a physical mailbox with at least 500 pieces of mail that you haven't opened? Answer is zero. None of you have it. 
that when something comes in a physical mailbox, guess what happens? You look at every single thing that comes in your physical mailbox. But you just proved to me and to yourself, you don't look at every single thing that comes to your email inbox. Oh, it's getting deep now. I think somebody just had a light bulb moment. You look at every single thing that comes to your physical mailbox. Even if you look at it, just decide to throw it in the trash without opening it. You still look at it. You acknowledge it. You don't let it just sit in the physical mailbox and rot and until it goes away. You don't let that happen. You look at every single piece of mail you get in your physical mailbox. You don't look at every single email you get. Some of your email goes automatically through a spam filter and you don't even know that it got sent to you because it automatically went to spam and you don't check your spam filter and your spam folder and your spam folder gets automatically deleted every 30 days. So there's a bunch of mail you've gotten digitally that you never even knew you got. They got spammed and filtered and trashed. Physical mail, that doesn't happen. So are y'all reading between the lines here? If not, let me read between the lines for you. People who send quote unquote junk mail are making money. Some of them are making much more money than people who only send email because email can get ignored or left to rot in an inbox that has 787 unopened emails. That never happens with physical mail. Nobody has 300 unopened physical letters. Nobody. Everything that comes, we look at. So are y'all catching this? That's why junk mail has never gone away. It makes money, people. Now, you might not know how to make money for it yourself, but it does make money. I have a book right here on my bookshelf behind me. You can't see it. It's called Million Dollar Mailings. Let me pull this book up. Because I actually, this is a book that I haven't actually read yet, but I will be reading because I purchased this book with the intention of reading. I am going to read it. It says, Million Dollar Mailings, the art and science of creating money-making direct mail, including secrets of using direct mail to make money on the internet. So the principles for this book that was written based on sending physical mail, you can use it in the digital space. I would suggest you use it in the physical space as well. I don't even know how much I paid for this book. How much was this book? But anyway, this book is called Million Dollar Mailings. And again, I haven't read it yet. So you can't ask me what some things that I got from it because I haven't read it yet. But I will read it and I will be implementing it. And I use these books kind of as like textbooks. It's not like a book you just sit and read for fun and pleasure. You read this so that you can do something physically with it. It was first published in 1992. Okay, so this book was, this is before there was a such thing as the internet. Then they updated and expanded it. And they have a ton of examples Y'all can't see this, but there are a ton of examples in the book of things people sent in the physical mail that actually made the money. They even talk about business reply mail. So any of you remembers back in the day, like when you would get a physical mail from magazines and stuff and they would say, all right, just take this letter, this self, what was it called? Self-addressed stamp envelope, right? And you didn't have to put a stamp on it. All you had to do was put your order form in there with your credit card number or a check or something like that and just drop it in the mailbox. They would pay the postage just for you to send them your order so that they could collect the money. Understand, folks, there's money being made in mail. I'm going through all this to help you all understand that if you are only focusing on the internet, you are missing out on some money. You're missing out on some opportunity and you're swimming in a very red ocean because a lot of people who only go to the internet. Why? Because it's easier to do the internet. Physical mail takes a little bit more effort, a little bit more work, and costs a little bit more money. And guess what? The returns are the same. The same meaning more. When I say the same, they're the same as the effort. You can make more money through physical mail because it takes more effort to do physical mail. And so few people are doing it. And there are fewer and fewer people doing it because the people who are who grew up doing it, they're dying out. So any of you who's in the, the younger generations, if you start picking up on this, you're going to have a blue ocean all to yourself that other people can see right in front of their face, but never even consider it. Anytime you see a marketing strategy being used over and over and over again by the same company is because it's making them money. 
Anytime you see a marketing strategy being used over and over and over again by the same company, it is because that strategy is making them money, especially if they're doing something that you can deduce is costing them money. If you see junk mail coming in the mail all the time, it's because sending junk mail in the mail makes money because no company is just going to keep throwing away money or something is not actually producing it. Everybody understand this? So what's something that you always get in the mail? Let me just think of some things I always get in the mail for junk mail. I always get some kind of credit card offers. There's always some kind of credit card offers from companies that I've never even heard of. There's always those credit card offers. Any of you who has your name in any credit card company's database, you get these kind of mailings all the time too. Now, whether you respond to them or not is a different story, but you get them all the time, right? Why? Because credit card companies make money by sending those mailers. The local grocery store is always sending you the circular of what's on sale this week or this month, right? Why do they do this? Because it makes them money. Everybody following here. And there are a bunch of other companies. Those are the two that I'm thinking of off the top of my head that I get all the time. There's always some credit card company stuff and there's always some, the local grocery store. And then any business that has your physical address, they often send you stuff. All right. It, work on your game university. We send stuff. We send a bulletin, bulletproof bulletin in the black book every month, physically to your mailbox. When you're a member of work on your game university. If you're a member of what companies send car companies, if you have bought a car from a certain company or you currently have a car from a certain company, they're physically sending you mail all the time. If you have bought a car in the past from a company, they are sending you mail all the time because they want to bring you back. Right? They want you to come in and be a customer again. So think about this. Think about this, folks. A lot of big department stores, uh, Saks Fifth Avenue, uh, JCPenney, Nordstrom, Bloomingdale's, these companies send physical mail all the time. Why? because it brings you back into the store and makes them money. Okay, so anything you see over and over again, if you watch TV, you still see commercials on TV, right? Why do people run commercials? Because it makes money. When you drive on the highway, you see billboards. Why? All right, y'all can answer the question now. It makes money. It's old, but it's not outdated. There's a difference between something being old and being outdated. Outdated means it's old and it doesn't work. If it's old and it still works, then that's more classic. All right, classic means it's old and it still works. If it's old and it doesn't work anymore, then you can call it outdated. But a lot of the stuff that people call outdated, they call it outdated because they're too lazy to look into whether it could actually help them or not. I'm doing the work for you by telling you this today. Again, there are people who do marketing through these methods who are making more money than people who are doing all their marketing online. Do not be fooled by the bright, shiny object of the Internet into thinking that it's the only way to do business. It is not. Just because something is new and popular does not mean it will produce your desired outcome. And just because something is old, and you haven't thought of it or none of your friends think of it or only your parents do it, doesn't mean there isn't money there. All right, your parents might have more money than you got. You should think about that. <laughs> okay. The older people get, usually the more money they make. People usually go into their careers up until their, their 60s or their 70s. And most people's incomes increase as they age. So older people usually have more money than younger people. Why? Because they've been in their careers longer. So they've been able to amass more career credibility more status, and they've gotten better at what they do. And then you just get raises with people who are employed. So just because you see a bunch of old people, quote unquote, old people, like your parents age doing something, don't dismiss that. All right. The stuff that appeals to old people is stuff that appeals to people who have money because they got more than you got. All right. Think about that. Okay. All that said, let's recap these points here. Uh, the part six, everything you believe about marketing is wrong. Number 16, follow every marketing trend. Do not do this. Don't follow every marketing trend. You do need to try new things in marketing, but you should try things strategically and have a clear a way of measuring whether something is working or not. And you need to define what working means. Number 17, 
marketing automation solves everything. No, marketing automation will help you do things, but you must always pay attention to your marketing. You must always be hands-on with your marketing, both hands on your marketing, because marketing is the lifeblood of your business. Never abdicate that to software or even to a human without your oversight. Number 18, all marketing happens online. This is completely false. Open your physical mailbox. Notice that you get mail every single day from people who you didn't even know had your address and you don't even know they know who you are, but they sent you something. Why? Because physical mail still makes money. And I just only use physical mail as an example here, but there are other ways that offline stuff can make money and you need to know what these ways are and you should be taking advantage of them if you want to be serious in your business. And again, do not dismiss something because it's old. If something's old and it doesn't work anymore, you can call it outdated. But if it's old and it still works, you call it a classic. And when something's a classic, that means you need to catch on to what it is because there are secrets in there and principles within that classic that could help you if you would just wake up, open your eyes to what's happening. All that said, tomorrow we're going to the last part of this series. And text me so you're in my text community. My number is 305-384-6894. And work on your game university. If you want to learn how to apply the right way, these things that I've been telling you all the debunking all the myths here about marketing, you want to, how to, want to learn how to deploy these the right way in your business, and in your life, go to workonyourgameuniversity.com. You can see everything that we're doing, scheduled time to get on a call with us. Work on your game. Dre, all day. While you are here, don't forget to text me so you can be part of my texting community where you can ask me questions. You can share challenges with me. You are messaging me directly. You can get a direct response from me because I do read and reply to my messages. My number again, 305-384-6894. One more time, 305-384-6894. 94. Make sure you text me because you never know when I'm going to send a message that could be the one thing you need to hear, the one thing you need to do, the one insight you need to get that could change your life. Make sure you message me. 305-384-6894. Do you know what the number one key is for you to advance and get to a higher level from where you are right now? It is not for you to work harder, wake up earlier, or go to sleep later. No, it is for you to get the right insight. In other words, to ask yourself the right questions. These questions are usually questions that you don't have the answer to, but dealing with those questions opens the door for you getting to that next level that you want to reach. How do you get help with this? By getting coaching, by getting around other people who can see things that you don't see, who have perceptions and insights that you don't have. This is why coaching is as valuable as it is. And this is why higher level performers always invest in coaching. The best way you can do that from here is to go to work on your game university.com. That is the only place I offer coaching, the only place I work with anyone directly. You just go to work on your game university.com. You can see all your options for getting involved with us and engaging and having someone coaching you so that you can take yourself to that next level again through insight, not just through effort. Again, it's work on your game university.com.